Deer Trucking Awesome. What do you think of when someone says tough? Honestly, I think of a Toyota truck. Tundra's one mean mother of a truck with a twin turbo V6, an incredible going power, and the Tacoma claws through terrain with a taller suspension and lots of creature comforts in the cockpit. Both Toyota trucks are decked out with tons of cool features and tech you'll dig. Check them out at toyota.com, folks. Visit your front range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In most sports, there is a ball in the name. Baseball, football, basketball. There's a ball on the field to worry about. That's what makes hockey a little bit different. They use a puck. One less ball to worry about so you can worry about the two in your jock. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. You can get 20% off your entire purchase and free shipping when you use code DNVR20. And their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent any manscaping accidents. So... Pretty much, you'll be smooth and perfect inside your hockey jock when hockey does inevitably return because it will eventually. Just remember to use that 20% off and free shipping with code DNVR20. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He shoots and scores. Nathan McKinnon. Call J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Save me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Davidson's has two locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. And the key here is that they also deliver. You can download the app today, sign up for their loyalty program, and you will be able to order your alcohol and get it shipped right to your door even now through this pandemic that is going on. So they got you covered on that for the immediate future. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. This is the DNVR Avs podcast. And let's start out with a bit of the reality of the situation. Denver, as with many other cities around the United States, has been essentially put on a no events of over 50 people for the next eight weeks recommendation by the CDC. So... As far as NHL hockey is concerned, it is likely ruled out until the middle of May at the earliest, and that's just something that is more or less going to happen. The reality is... That's the best-case scenario. Right. It's very, very possible that you're looking more at like a June return, if any return at all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know where we get... uh where where we get a playoffs starting in June. You know, mid-May, we can assemble again. The society resumes, right? And then um, we get into, you start to get into June, and then, you know, you're, you, you've got to go with uh, mini camps and getting it restarted and what's the format. And, yep. <clears throat> how long does it take and how much of a trickle down effect does this have our fans allowed our fans not allowed fans aren't allowed and you're into June 
is that you know is that is that do we even bother at that point like i i just don't know uh i i did that announcement kind of made me feel like okay barring this having you know this eight week lockdown of life i guess uh having a drastic impact on the virus and how all you know the spread of it and how it's its effect on everything going on around us <laughs> barring any of that man um i don't i don't know how we come back yeah i i think it's really tough realistically the nhl entry draft is scheduled to happen on june 26th the nhl awards is something that can be moved i think uh, but the draft seems a little bit more set in stone. The NFL just showed the draft is something you can have without actually hosting it somewhere. You can do that from a home office where the issues aren't a problem. You can call in and, and tell your draft pick, and that can still happen. So that's kind of the point where I think the playoffs would need to be done by. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some creative ways you can get around that. If you're coming back in June, you can go with formatting. Maybe it's a very quick playoffs with rounds that are best of three. Maybe it's just the top four teams, as we've talked about. There was some rumbling from a few people, Igor Aranko, Pierre Lebrun, talking about them wanting to do a 2014 playoff with a bit of a play-in round that obviously all the details aren't out there. But when you're looking at, as you said, all the things the NHL wants to give these teams some time to have a mini camp to get their players back up to game speed. If they do come back, this is just adding days and days and days and days to getting the league back up and running that in the perfect world right now is starting in mid May. And at best, it's an extremely abbreviated playoffs. And at worst, it doesn't happen at all. Yeah. So, the big key, I think both you and I agree on this, is that it becomes a much bigger issue when it starts affecting the off-season schedule and the schedule going into next season. If if it starts to have a ripple effect of that caliber, that's where it becomes hard to play out the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, they have international games scheduled for next season that, <clears throat> you know, Hey, do they, you know, is it possible that they just move them and it's that easy? Okay, great. Then maybe it's not a concern, but do you end up, do you end up with the, you know, how, how big is the ripple effect? Right. You know, right. you, you go in, say you want to do four full rounds of the playoffs starting in, in June, you know, you're not finishing until the end of August. And then you can be damn sure that the the NHLPA is not going to be okay with being like, all right, our offseason is three weeks. Right. Camp, training camp starts less than a month from the end of the season. Not to mention the, the, we've talked about the craziness with contract situations that that could cause, but. Yeah. It, it does get extremely hard. As you mentioned, moving games just scheduling these playoffs in there are first of all, not only things that are already scheduled in buildings around the world, but when all of this does lift and, and things start happening again, there's going to be a mad rush for sporting events, concert events, conventions, all sorts of other things are going to be rushing to get back into these buildings. And it's going to be very hard to figure out schedules like that. Well, and, so, and in Denver, you're going to have two playoff teams. Yeah, right. You have to fill both the Nuggets and the Avs in this building, plus all the concerts that they normally have during the summer and things like that, plus the Colorado Mammoth, if, if that ever returns. So, and, and the Avs yeah. and Nuggets generally get priority in the Pepsi Center, but there are plenty of teams that do not have that priority in their buildings. So... Well, and it's just, it's making the schedules work. It's making it fit. Right. And it, every day it looks more and more like it just might not fit. And, and a lot of people around and in the NHL seem very hopeful about it, but I just don't see it, if I'm being honest. So I, <clears throat> I just think that there's a lot of, there's so much work to do. 
an abbreviated uh, playoffs, I think is where if 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 we're back in June, yeah, um, anytime in June, even the end of June, then they might be able to make that work, uh, especially if the PA would agree and the NHL would agree. Just push the start of next season back a month. Right. And, you know, then we're doing all of the offseason stuff at either at the end of July or early August, and we're not getting started. You, you still know. have two months of kind of offseason preparation and what, what the players need for time off, what the teams need for preseason and managing their free agents and prospect signings and all of that. Right. And then you probably have to try to make it up with a more rigorous regular season schedule than having four and five day breaks. Yeah, it's going to be like this February and March was scheduled to be all year long, basically. Yeah, like not quite that intense, but similar. Like it it would have to be a, you know, no more than two days off if you're trying to get it back into the same window. Like that's that's where <clears throat> that's that's kind of where the where we're talking about the ripple effect. What's next becomes very complicated. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's what's, uh, how many years do they end up paying for this? Or do they, do they just jam it all into one year, go with a a really rough schedule or maybe, you know, maybe a more extreme, maybe they play a 72 game schedule instead. Yeah. At a certain point, it's just becomes whatever is necessary. Right. And yeah the writing is on the wall here a little bit as multiple minor and semi-pro leagues in the North American region have canceled with the ECHL just completely canceled their season. Same as the SPHL. Almost every season in the world is suspended at this point. Even the KHL technically is suspended as, as they're suspending a week in, in classic fashion. They are planning on returning with two of their teams pulling out of the playoffs, but it's just <laughs> kind of where everything is at is the next step is quickly becoming putting this behind and looking ahead to what's next. Now there are some positives to look at things like the Olympics have not yet been canceled. That's at the start of July. <laughs> they, they, you know, <laughs> they are holding on to that. Right. Absolutely, as long as they as long as they can, and I'm, oh my gosh, man, I love the Olympics. I I'm it's gonna suck when they have to go. Yep, that's gonna be a deep cut. Yeah, it there's so many things that are that are getting canceled, and at this point, I don't have any argument for not canceling them. So, as much as I would love hockey to be back. It's yeah, just, let's fix the world first. Right. There are just much bigger things at play here. And, you know, and obviously there's some good news out there as well. I don't want to keep everything all negative. KSE has, Cronky Sports and Entertainment, has decided to pay their part-time employees at least through the next month as of Saturday, I believe it was. So it's not all bad out there. Yeah, I mean, word. <laughs> yeah, so as far as Avs-related news, that goes, um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about specifically anyone in the Avs organization having anything to do with COVID-19, so that's a positive sign as well. Um, yeah, I guess a few positive notes to end this segment on if you stick with us here we have a bunch more positive and fun stuff coming up through the rest of this podcast but and all the others and all the others that will be five days a week we still have a ton of awesome stuff that we will jump into here in a second unfortunately we have to we have to talk about this like it's just right this is everything that's going on in the world totally understand People come here for sports talk. People come here to get away from it a little bit, and that's what we want to provide. But you also have to at least keep a little bit of a beat on reality and what's going on out there. I think it would be really weird if we just 
went on straight up ignored it yeah. every weekend and just never mentioned that the world is in lockdown mode yeah and and like borders are being closed and for sure and you know like the it's just it's such a unique experience it's such a unique time in our lives that um it would be really weird if we just went on this pod and we're like oh yeah yeah some nice sun, sunny day outside and no, there totally aren't fist fights over toilet paper at the grocery store going <laughs> on right now. Yeah, it's which stop doing that, guys. Come on, right? Let's be That's... better. Let's be cool to each other. We're all in this thing together, trying not to die. Let's be cool. I'm with you on that one. Help out your neighbor when they need it. All that stuff. Absolutely, split that TP with them. If Man. you're, if you're. In a good spot, I maybe order some Breckenridge brew for you and your neighbor because our amazing sponsors have stuck with us and are staking with us, even with all of the sports getting canceled. So huge shout out to them. As I said, places like Davidson's will still be doing delivery, things like that. You can still get the beer. You can still get whatever it is you need, whether it be groceries through Amazon or, or groceries through local places that do delivery. Breckenridge Brew is an option and highly love those guys. Obviously hope to stick with them for a, for a long time to come. And and I'll be still drinking my, my Breck brew, my avalanches as we get into what we'll be doing in this downtime. And we will be back with that in a second, second period of the DNBR avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's beer, wine and spirits with Rudo and AJ. So, the hope, of course, is that the real-life Avs return to hockey sometime eight weeks or a little bit after that. But until then, that doesn't mean that Avs hockey has to go away completely. Obviously, I'll still be working on things like prospect season reviews for the prospects who have their completed seasons over. But more importantly, what AJ and I would like to do is have some watch-alongs with the 2001 Stanley Cup final abs team. I know a lot of subscribers to DNBR, a lot of people I interact with on YouTube were not around for that playoffs, for that run. And it's a moment that I personally would like to share with every single abs fan and non-abs fan out there, as I think it's one of the greatest moments ever in sports. So we like to run through the entire series, uh, the the final, the Avs versus the Devils, and we'd like to do it live. We're still working out the exact dates. I believe we're starting this Wednesday night. We'll get you the times and all of that coming up tonight and tomorrow, so you can join us, and we'll watch live together with you. Have a fun time reliving it for those that were there and experiencing it, hopefully, for the first time for a number of you, like it's actually happening, because... It was just awesome. So, Oops. something... I was talking, my bad. I was talking and I hadn't <laughs> unmuted. There we go. Sounds about right. 2020 strikes again. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love the idea of it. I actually... Um, NHL uh, Network actually did like these like 45-minute like uh, series recaps. Yeah on uh, the series against the Kings and the Blues. And they were very informative. Uh, I, you know, I was much younger back then and I didn't, I remembered the Kings series a lot more than the Blues series. I have spent all these years thinking that the Avs and Blues went six games, for example. (laughs) I was very surprised when Colorado won it in game five the other day. Yep. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this rewrites my history. Yeah. So it, even the people who have been there, it's been Jesus. It's almost been two decades <laughs> since that happened. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's it's been 19 years, man. Yep. So it's almost been as long as Ray Bork played to get us to that moment. That's so very true. Three more years, and it'll be, have been the 22. So, yep. so it's something we're really excited to do. And, and 
it's something we would have wanted to do anyway, and the downtime mm-hmm. just gives us a chance to, to do it and do it with the community at large. It was something that we had talked about. Look, we'll, we'll be honest here. We're going to blow through our summer content to get us through this. Yeah, straight up. The, so. stuff, that, the stuff that we had already planned, uh, the stuff that we had already started working on, some of the ideas. You know, me, I'm always a few months ahead when it comes to content stuff. Um all of that is going to have to be what what comes out in the next in the next few months here as we get through all of this. What's going to be really important is you guys uh, telling us, you know, giving us feedback. Hey, this is a good idea. This is a bad idea. We really, we really enjoyed participating in this. This was a cool idea, but the execution was bad. You know, whatever it ends up being, we need you guys to let us know kind of where we're missing the mark. And and what works, because we're going to try a lot of stuff, not knowing how long this lasts, not knowing when this is going to end. We we're going to throw an awful lot of jello at a really big wall. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all we want to create is stuff that y'all want to see. The other night, I kind of half live tweeted the abs game that was simmed against the Vegas Golden Knights in NHL 20. And some of y'all seem to like that, but if you want to see more of that, be sure to let us know because we just want to be part of this community. This community that is here is something that we want to continue providing what you guys want to see. And we have a ton of ideas to go off of, whether it be simming NHL 20 games or having watch alongs of the NHL playoffs. I think it would be great to look back at, at some of the, old classic Detroit games as well that are out there. Um, So those are things we're very excited for, but at the end of the day, if there's something you want to see when you're sitting in your own self quarantine, we would love to make that and make that a thing for the whole community, be it the abs or even a wider scope of everyone around the DNBR and the sports world. So that's kind of what we're looking forward to. I can tell you some of the stuff we're going to do is going to get pretty interesting and (laughs) some of it good, maybe some of it not the best, but either way, I'd like to say thank you for the support to everyone so far. And and hopefully y'all stick with us through this as, as we have some fun with, with things like Ray Bork winning a cup. So um, yeah, other than that, we have a bunch of other bigger things in the work as well. If y'all watched our, our movies bracket, we might be doing something similar to that with something like video games. On a personal note, I really want to watch this show called Pride. It's a Japanese show that has English subtitles translated of just one season of a hockey team in Japan that is very dramatic and interesting. Uh, if people are interested in that, let me know, and, and we can have a little watch-along and discussion of that. I'm sure there will be plenty of other shows on as well, so excited for all of that. And it's going to be a weird time, but going to be a fun time as well. AJ, is there anything specific you're working on, or just you got a bunch of stuff loaded up, I know? but um, <clears throat> Boy, um, anything specific that I'm working on? Uh, yeah, there are... Uh, this is going to give me a great opportunity to get into some film rooms uh, where I do much deeper dives than most of the, almost all the film rooms that I've done have been like single shifts. Yep. Um, and like, Hey, like there's so much that happens in a, in a hockey game. You can miss a lot of this. Let's break it down frame by frame and kind of look at all the little things that happen here. Right. This is, this will really give me more of an opportunity to do deeper dives into Hey, why is this power play bad? And then look at, let's look at um, the other power plays. Why is the Boston power play and the Edmonton power play so insanely good? You know, and then comparing it to Colorado's and saying, okay, hey, on a talent level, Colorado should be able to hang. What's going on here? So it's. It's it's really just giving me more of an opportunity uh, to to look at some bigger picture things and to do deeper dives on stuff that I would not I would absolutely not have time to do otherwise. Yeah. Um, so, so film rooms is where really where I want to start, um, and then moving on, you know, moving into different spaces, um, 
you know, you and I have lots of stuff that we're going to be doing for the draft and draft prospects and the draft will still happen at some point. So we will, you know, we're, we're kind of being forced to get into that coverage a little bit. Yeah. Um, how, uh, how nice for us is it that the abs have a first round pick this year to talk about still. <laughs> yeah. So definitely. I think that's a great example. Your film room stuff. If y'all have something you want us to do a deep dive into now is the time because yeah, we can get real deep into the weeds and this kind of stuff if we want to right now. Yeah. And <clears throat> as long as, as long as we're able to find a way, cause I know some people have asked for some real nuanced stuff um, or, or stuff that, you know, happened 25 years ago. Yeah. The access has to be there, obviously. Um, if, if there isn't footage out there that we can work with or, or something that would take like, a literal army of people to pull in all the data for obviously still going to be difficult, but certainly can get to a, a pretty minute level at this point. Yeah. We, we've got the, as long as we, like you said, as long as we have the access to, to the information for whatever's being requested, we can, you know, we're, we're open to diving into a lot of different things. Um, and we have, we have plenty of ideas and stuff that we want. We will, we do want to get into, um, I've got like three like half written columns right now as my brain just kind of wanders. Took, yeah. Well, it took it took a couple days off from hockey and then I started playing XCOM, which I'm glad because it's a good reminder to me that I don't ever need a heroin addiction because I just have XCOM. <laughs> well, you're going to get me playing WoW again with that kind of talk. Oh, man. Yeah. So we anyway. um <clears throat> I will say one thing that I, I think we might invest some time into uh, during this time is is maybe a, a, a DNVR members Discord channel. Yeah, I, I think we absolutely should just to have a place to chat and communicate. Yeah. If you want to play some video games, that's a place where you can hit up other members and, and make connections. So. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, we, you know, you and I hang out on Discord all day, so yeah. Uh, I'd be there anyway. Um, so, yeah, definitely some interesting stuff. The big thing in the immediate future here is the watch-alongs with the Abs 2001 Cup Final. So I believe, again, we're starting that on Wednesday. And our plan right now is to do a bit of a live broadcast for those of you that have watched AJ and I play some video games before. So I really hope people come out for that and we can all get rowdy in the chat as, as the Abs try and win a cup 19 years ago so we'll go ahead and wrap up our games do win a cup 19 years ago the fun part is is we know how this ends yeah that's that's true we know it we know there's glory at the end for the half so i am i am actually curious though how uh how it goes with um people showing up to the games that they lose yeah, knowing that the loss is coming. Right, like knowing you're going to watch a game in which the team loses. I wonder, because emotionally, I know when I'm going to go back through a lot of the games um, this that the Abs played this season to do film room work. Yep, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm 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 not going to avoid the losses, but I won't start there unless there's something specific in that game that I remember. Um. Just because, like, you know, it sucks to lose and you get mad. And it All right. doesn't feel very good. So the tape is going to be a bunch of why the Avs lost videos. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wonder, like, emotionally, like, is it do you care that do you do you not care that they lost? Uh, because, you know, in the end they win the series and it's just interesting to go back and watch it or. Do you still just skip it because it's like, meh, I don't want to see them lose. I mean, I can't speak for others, but I know that I'll be like, I felt like they could have won that game still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm actually excited to sit to sit down and, and rewatch. Like I've like everybody, I'm sure I've watched game seven a hundred times. Yeah. And know that game very, very well. Back at your hand, yeah. But it's the uh, it's the first six games um, that like I did not see uh, game six live, so I've still never seen it all the way through. Um, I only got to watch because there was a flood going on at the time uh, in Houston. I, you know, 
there was there were other things that they were televising at the time, so I missed out on some things. Uh, so I'm excited to see the, certainly the second half of that series. And I mean, just that collection of talent, it'll be awesome to see it because we talk about the current team as like a cup contender. But I think it will be very illuminating to see that, hey, even even that collection of insane talent that won that cup, because to my to, to in my opinion, that's still one of the 10 or so best NHL teams ever. Uh, and you'll see them do dumb things. You'll see them make big mistakes because it's a hard game and they're at the highest level in a Stanley Cup final. And I think that maybe that's a good, that'll be a good reminder for all of us that no when, the abs, perfect, yeah. when the abs do come back, like, hey, the, the abs won that Stanley Cup by going to game seven in two different series. They didn't yep. just stomp their way through the postseason. One yep. goal arguably they, away from being knocked out at times. Well, and the St. Louis series, they went to overtime three times. Yep. Like, they did not stomp their way through those playoffs. So it'll be great to it'll be great to go back and, and watch that. And I'm really excited to do it with Avs fans. Uh, that's the, the part that's exciting for me. It's a bunch of people that uh, are excited to see the Avs win it. Uh, even if they already know the outcome. But anyway, that's our plan for the immediate. There'll be a plenty of talk about it. I'm really excited to get in and kind of break down some of the minutiae of the plays in the playoffs, because back then, obviously, I was watching it purely as a fan. I was yeah. nine years old, and hockey was awesome and fast and all that. But anyway, second period's running a little long here, so we will get out of here. Got to tell you about Tax. Obviously, with everything going on in the world, for a lot of people, taxes have kind of been put on the back burner, and Symbiotax can help you out with that. You can get a free consultation from them when you call at 720-366-4470. George is a local here in Denver, so he's going through all the same stuff you are, dealing with this self-quarantine stuff and all of that. You can also find him online at symbiotax.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O tax.com and he can help you with rental properties small businesses investments basically managing your financial situation especially now so give him a call go online hit him up third period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by davidson's with rudo and aj we figured we had a little bit of fun here and or will have a little bit of fun in this third segment as we got an email today with a fun little quiz to do, which is name the top 10 or rank, I suppose, the top 10 NHL players that you have seen live at least once. So you don't get to, well, I, I don't know who sent this in. AJ would have that information, uh, but I'm not old enough to say people like Bobby Orr. I, I've never even saw Wayne Gretzky live, so. Yeah, I did not get to see Gretzky in person, um, and uh, I missed uh, Mario's comeback. Yeah, so same. I didn't get to, and I would not have had appreciation for either one of those guys when I was that age. Definitely not. <laughs> Just where they were in their careers and and right. at the age, it would have been like, hey, those guys are really good, but it wouldn't have been like, hey, those guys are like the two greatest players of all time. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So our lists are probably trend, I imagine, 90s and forward, uh, given that you were born in what, 88? 87. 87. Okay. So, yeah, mostly 90s and forward. Mine late 90s, a little bit more maybe. But do you want to go bottom to top or top to bottom here, AJ? Um, Let's go bottom to top. All right. Leave a little bit of suspense at the top. Yep. People that know me well will know who my number one is already. So, <laughs> so my number ten is Patrick Kane. Um, specifically because I got to see him live the night where the Abs beat his point streak, and yeah. in, and watched him multiple times in the year where he went 
on and to win the Art Ross that season and and was just an absolute monster when it came to driving play for that Chicago team that was on the back end of, of their cup eliteness. But three cups certainly helps his case as well and and some Stanley Cup winning goals in there. So I couldn't leave him off my list as much as I wanted to. <laughs> and if you ask me a year or two from now, probably put Nathan McKinnon there instead who did not make my list, by the way. Did not make mine either, but will be there eventually. Yeah, exactly. So, young, old, somewhere in between, AJ? Um, Are you asking mine? Yeah, your number 10. Oh, mine, I'm sorry. Um, Kane, but I'm I'm, I'm scowling at you a little bit here. Oh. You could have definitely left him off. I could have, I'm sure but I didn't because he was the guy who sprung to my head for seeing live in person. Well, um, great. We're going to get two people that uh, two people at number 10 that uh, the abs fan base absolutely loads. So we're off to a really good start. People will definitely keep listening to this (laughs) Um, at number 10. I've got Mike Madonna, man. I loved watching him play. I have Madonna higher than 10. I'll tell you that right now. I, I loved watching him play and he was, he was just something else. And uh, really um, similar to another guy on my list, uh, really good two-way guy. And I, I just, there was just something about him, man. I, just, I was captivated by him in person. He was a guy that before speed was the thing in the NHL, he just did it anyway. Like yeah. just tear up the ice and beat everybody clean and then rip a wrister with his jersey floating in the wind behind him. <laughs> yeah, I've got three guys on my list whose um arguably their greatest attribute was speed. Yeah. It's always been my favorite thing in any sport. Guys who are the fastest are are my favorites. Yep. I I hard to argue with that in in many ways. I definitely have a few guys on here uh with speed as I'm sure we'll dig into Madonna is also uh, an American, so there's always that side of it as well when it comes to the Olympics and all of that. And uh, I guess technically Patrick Kane is too. So, um, seeing that live as well, the everyone talks about the the Red Wings Avs rivalry, obviously in the '90s, but there was something there with Dallas too, and those were some fun series to watch. So, all right. Number nine, I'm keeping it in the modern era. Guy still playing right now with Connor McDavid. Um, Fully expect him to continue moving up this list as his career goes on, but I couldn't put him any higher than nine right now. Uh, If I were purely talking about um, just the most talented players. Yeah. Um. I think McDavid might be one for me. I just think that he is jaw-droppingly good. Yep. At everything. I mean, he's in God, he's incredible. But for the same reason I'm not putting McKinnon on here, um it's kind of arbitrary. It's kind of just a stupid you have to earn it kind of thing. Well, it, you're right. I want to see it over time and I I hate to be like a classic sports writer guy, but I want to see it in the postseason. And it's certainly not his fault that that team is not no, making the postseason. No, that is but... not what I'm trying to say, of course, at all. Like, they are right. just, and it, I kind of feel bad we're going to miss out on what those two guys up there could have done this season in, in the playoffs. But yeah, um, even in a, even if they did like a top four, you know, Edmonton <laughs> misses out. So even if they all did. Right. Even if they did top eight, I think he misses out. But yeah, um, I think so. McDavid will be on this list someday, no doubt. A whole lot of that going on today. I think <laughs> a bunch of guys who just missed. But yeah, um, number nine. Um, I do have a guy that's done it in the po- in the postseason and is still playing. And I have it's Sidney Crosby for me. He's he, his singular dominance when he just decides to take over games. And it's not there every day because you just can't reach that level all the time. For 99.9999% of guys, that level doesn't even exist. 
right? <laughs> but but his ability to tap into it at all, as often as he does, and and to get a lot of guys paid. I mean, you look at the this guy is not one that has been next. It's not like he's played his entire career next to other great players, right? He's, he's made, elevated player after player after player. Exactly, right? he has helped make other players great. Yeah, uh, in there too, and that's again, I swear to God, no knock. No knock against Chris Kunitz or any of these guys, right? But, like, that team has injury issues every year. And every single season, a guy comes up, gets dropped next to him that you've never heard of, who ends up becoming legit. One, that's a great development system. Two, he's just insane. Yeah, and then half the time, those guys go to another team and get way overpaid. So, yeah, Crosby making a lot of people a lot of money because he's just that good. Um. I had Crosby all the way up at five. I think a difference in our list might just be some players that I haven't seen live that you have at the top. Um, so we'll have to wait and, and see what's up there. But absolutely, Crosby deserves to be on the list. Uh, that's another guy who's won three cups in his career. Um, yeah, he's the best player of his generation, I think, pretty handily. So... Certainly the best skater, put it that way. Uh, all right, number eight. You want to start this one, AJ, since we've been going me first? Yeah, number eight's going to upset people because I have Peter Forsberg down here. Yeah, um, that's, that's upsetting. Yeah, um, look, he was an incredible talent. Uh, I I liked watching him play just I'm, well, not as much as everyone else. Um, his style of play is something that I greatly appreciate and recognize as special and that he might be one of the five most talented um, players of all time, just in terms of raw ability in the game. He he's was... I, I recognize that he was incredible, but this is like my favorite guys that I've ever seen live, right? Yeah. And his, his play style for me just... That he's on this list. He is the... He's really the only power forward on this list. And that's and that's a testament to how special he was. People who know me won't be surprised to know that Peter Forsberg is at one for me. Yeah. Um, it He's essentially the entire reason I fell in love with the sport of hockey and watching him live was the greatest thing ever. And I won't hear anything else about it. And um, that's totally fair. And one, I know it's my bias and I'm, I'm just going to wear it. So, uh, that's where I'm at with that one. My number eight was the man with the biggest butt in hockey in Yaramir Yager. Uh, just an absolute uh-huh. blast of a player to watch down there as well. And I did, I was lucky enough to see him before he left and went back to the Czech Republic and all of that. So I saw young Yager and old Yager and I didn't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely is not your uh, not your speedy skatey boy like you seem to like. Yeah, he nope. Uh, well, again, I... great appreciation for the player, but just not my style. Yeah. Definitely a, a differentiation of styles here by the the sound of it. Yeah. Uh, my number seven was Madonna, so we covered that. What's yours? Uh, mine's Nick Lidstrom. Okay, I kept him off my list because I couldn't bring myself to put more than one wing on this list. Uh, yeah, I've got two, um, but Lidstrom, uh, I was, look, I played defense defensemen are my favorite players in the league today. They've been some of my favorite players ever, uh, as evidenced by having three of them in my top seven. Um, wow. I have none. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, like Rob Blake just missed, but. Yeah, well, he's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured. Um, but he's not even—he's not even number one for me. Um, but I—he—he he did everything so well. Um, he was so smart and he was so good, and he read the play. And I—I I just think that he was the pinnacle of like your all-around defenseman, right? Like he—he he ran a team in such a way, and he just commanded so much respect, and he was so hard to beat. And it's funny that on Peter Forsberg's career highlight is him dunking on Lidstrom, um, <laughs> you know, when he went between his legs and made him look yeah. real bad. Uh, and again, testament to, to Fulpa. He was, he was unbelievable, but 
uh, Lidstrom, I just thought, oh my gosh, this guy. And for him to be at the high level that he was later in his career really helped me appreciate him uh, as a as a player a lot more. Even when I was hate-watching every minute of his career. It, <laughs> there, was, there was an appreciation for just what a special talent he was. So yeah. much respect and just so good. I just... As much as as much as everybody on this pod knows or that listens to this pod knows, I love to dunk on Detroit. Uh, no, you, you can't say anything bad about Lidstrom to me. Um, he's special talent, man. Special. Uh, I agree with you in many aspects. I'll save it for the other wing when we get to him. Fair uh, enough. Number six on my list is Alex Ovechkin. I. I understand his play style might not be the most exciting, especially for you, AJ, who leans toward that speed and skill, but it was very apparent every time I watch him, every time I've seen him live, is that I'm watching the greatest NHL goal scorer ever. And that's just something I can't not appreciate. The play team's designed entire schemes around preventing him from shooting the puck and he just scores anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. So I had to put him up at six. Uh, Not on my list, but again, not for a lack of appreciation. Um, I do think he is the greatest goal scorer ever. Uh, I think he's just an unbelievable player to watch. Uh, not somebody that I go out of my way to watch though. Um, Great. But my number six is Sackick. I even though I was the defenseman uh, jumping up into the play and beating a goalie uh, with a wrist shot was my favorite thing to do. All right, Tyson Perry. And uh, yeah, I well, I was much more Oza Lynch than Barry. Fair. I, <laughs> Barry tried really hard on defense, even if he wasn't good at it. Oza Lynch was like, "Yeah, I'm back here because they put me here. I'm a defenseman, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I was very offensive-minded where I would just get the puck and go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, so Sakic, Sakic was, I just, that wrist shot, man. And yeah. I, I almost feel like because Wah is the greatest goalie ever and because Forsberg was such a singular special talent that we as a market in Denver almost underrate how good Sackick was because he just did everything so well. You know, he, his game, his game wasn't like if you, if, if the casual fan watched it, he would not have stood out as much as a guy like Forsberg did right. where it was just like, this guy's different, right? Whoa. He was, he was the hockey purists like, Right. He doesn't stand out. And then all of a sudden, this absolute laser beam of a wrist shot comes <laughs> out. And it's like, where in the world did he learn to do that? And <laughs> and then he did it at the alumni game. And it was yeah. like, he still has it. Are you serious? <laughs> and it's funny. Uh, sometimes we go down to practice and his son Chase will be out there. And yep. Chase has, he's he's got a little bit of it. You see it and you're like, dude. <laughs> I just I he was so special and an unbelievable leader an incredible human being just a genuinely good guy uh and so many of the qualities that made him successful as a player have transferred over to his his time as a GM but in terms of just watching him play, I loved watching him play if I he was number 2 uh of those of the holy trinity for me I God, he was just that wrist shot, man. You could just go and watch it on YouTube now and just watch compilations of it. And it's just like, God, it's silly. Even as you watch his overtime, his goalies get better through his career. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Sniping dudes. Yeah. He had a hundred point season when he was like 37 years old. (laughs) Yeah. Like whatever. He was unbelievable. I loved him. He was just. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't listen to this pod. I know he listens to lots of the others. Hopefully he skips this one. <laughs> Sakic is in my top three, as as is Patrick Waugh. I mean, yeah. having grown up in Colorado my entire life, those three players were the whole reason I went to the rink as a kid. We should have so. we should have done this without Colorado players because yeah. our lists are just dotted with abs. 
Yeah, but it's I, a testament. I mean, how many special players have Avs fans gotten to see in their on, in their own team? Right, the you know, Hall like, of Fame caliber guys. What where do you Rob do if Blake you're a Florida Panther fan? My list. Yeah, it's like hey, they're getting uh, they're getting Luongo re- retired, so that's something. Yeah, but they did, and it was like fifty people showed up. Man, well. I guess that's what you do if you're a Panther fan is you don't they, show up. They all. would be able to they would still be able to hold that game with the fifty person uh, <laughs> limit on events right wow. now. Wow. Wow. That's that's a low blow. Uh, that was mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you get uh, two hockey teams is basically fifty people. <laughs> yeah. Um okay. Uh where are we? Number five. Number yeah. five, yeah. Crosby start. for me, yeah. So. Okay. Well mine's Rob Blake. Yeah, the the he had the ass of doom. I loved it. The hip check. Incredible. Um, Two way guy. I'm maybe most excited to rewatch the 2001 Stanley Cup finals because I want to watch Rob Blake again. So, well, that was it was the Rob Blake is the clean one. Right. And then you had uh, Niedermeyer on the other side as well uh, as the the guy who everyone says nowadays would have been suspended for a tournament for some of his hits, but Oh yeah. I mean, there's the defense in that series. I mean, between foot Blake, uh, Bork, Niedermeyer and Stevens. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. Right. It, in an era where defense was fairly paramount as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, they and you know against the you know the Devils were the masters of the clutch and grab yeah. and all that. Anyway, Rob Blake was insane, uh, and the things he could do offensively, I mean, he looked like a forward at times, and then he was also just a just a force defensively. Yeah, the he probably is the reason why I'm terrible at the NHL game franchise defensively. Cause you're always because, trying to go for that hit. Yeah. I take control of a guy. I see him coming at the blue line. I'm going for the hit every single time. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason I, uh, I wear number four, uh, as my, my Jersey number and anything that I do. He's the guy. He's the reason why. There you go. So no argument there. I, I Blake didn't make my list, but definitely might even be the top defenseman for me. I know you have one more, but yeah. Um, number four. Uh, I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get mine go. out of the way here. It's it's the other wing that I absolutely adored growing up, and it was Sergei Fedorov. Wow, we can't be friends anymore. All right, goodbye. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So obviously, a very unique talent. Uh, very versatile to say the least. Um, yeah, I mean, my favorite thing about him was Scotty Bowman used to say he would have been uh, just as good as a defenseman. Yep. He which, even played defense a couple times for yeah. that team. <laughs> and that's insane, considering he was a Hall of Fame caliber center. Yep. Um, again, skating, speed, skill. Yeah, very much right up your alley, for Hair sure. Hair blowing in the wind. Oh, perfect. Yeah, see, I I couldn't bring myself to love him because the Avs really rarely ever got to beat him up, and he was always scoring on them. Yeah, so too much hate there. But no hate, I, just respect. Loved him, and I have a really weird affinity for Russian players. So, and he didn't put Ovi on your list. I did not. Um. Okay. Well, my number four was Steve Eiserman. <laughs> okay. Um. What made me love the rivalry between the abs and wings more than anything else was the layers to it, right? Obviously, you have the the Lemieux hit on Draper, the the wars that those teams would go to, the fights between uh, Wad and Osgood and and Hasek, not Hasek, uh, blanking Mike Vernon. Vernon, thank you. Hasek uh, fell down when he went to have his. Yeah, fight. they almost fought with Hasek, and but, uh, that's all amazing. That's all the blood sport of hockey that it was back then. But obviously both teams being unbelievably talented as well, both competing essentially to be the cup representative for the West for a handful of years. And yet at the same time, on top of all of that, there's the bed of respect where 
you have Sakic and Iserman leading these teams, and everybody on the ice knows you don't mess with that dude. Th- that's the guy that that is at the top of this team. That's the two guys that you know they have to go shake hands after the series is over. First, they have to lead the way, and mm-hmm. it's it's that bed of respect I think that that makes a rivalry so intense because you hate them. But at the same time, you hate them because they're good. You 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 hate them, but you tip the cap and you say, yeah, "Hey, those exactly. guys are those guys are legit." Yep. Like, I can't stand them, but they're for real. And I had Sakic at three. As I said, I think those two you can't untangle, really. Yeah, three, and then you had Watt too. Yep. And then. Uh, Forsberg at one. Papa one. So okay, we get AJ's top three now. Yeah, because, because he didn't full fanboy out. Yeah, my third is Chris Pronger. Um, that's a very good pick. He's I did he, um, I think he's the second greatest defenseman ever. Um, and that's I won't even try and touch Bobby Orr like. <laughs> That's just respect. Um, yeah. You know, not having seen him play, but knowing that he did things and the way that people talked about him, you know, just, just ask Peter McNabb about him sometime. If you ever have a chance to talk to Pete, <laughs> um, Chris Pronger, uh, he was very good offensively, very productive throughout his career, uh, high level production unbelievable defender and mean to boot. I mean, just mean, Uh, just a dominant, a physical dominant, physically dominant player. You know, that's, you put his attitude in Eric Johnson's body and Eric Johnson could have been a hall of fame player. There you go. You know, just his mindset, the way that he played, the way that he attacked, um, on defense, the way he attacked the puck carrier. And, you know, you can definitely call him dirty and no oh, bones about that. Definitely but, dirty, but that's partially just the way the league was too. And nothing made, was ever free against that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like even getting into the dump and chase, that guy would just, that guy would make you eat part of his glove. You yeah. know, he was just, God, he was so good. I, Everything, everything that he did, um, he did at the absolute highest level. I, as as one who appreciates defensemen uh, more than the average bear, I, Chris Pronger was un- unbelievable. Watching him play in person, he just controlled games in a way I've never seen anybody else. I think I'd still have Blake over him, but. That's definitely probably because I don't have the appreciation for defense quite that you do. So they were both insane. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then, uh, so apparently, we both have Patrick Watt too. Yes, correct. Okay. I mean, he's the greatest goalie ever, and um, revolutionized the position. I mean, he's yep. he's Ocarina of Time. <laughs> you know, he's he's Super Mario sixty four. He's yep. Final Fantasy Seven. A bunch um, of dudes walking around the wilderness, no idea what they're doing in the crease. That, Patrick Waugh shows up. He just... And he had the swagger and the just the attitude and, you know, sometimes that bit him. You know, yep. we all remember the Statue of Liberty. Yep. But we also remember the two cups that probably don't happen without him. Yeah, almost definitely not. Just a singular talent. And my favorite hockey player ever. Is there a goalie that has more fights than Patrick Waugh? Probably Ron Hextall. Eh, yeah, all right, fair enough. Before my time. Yeah. Or Billy Smith, too. He was, he was an interesting guy. Um <laughs> All right, Number so one. yeah, you've got you've got Forsberg. Um, yeah, I've got my favorite skater, um, basically personified speed and skill. Right, uh, Pablo Bure. Oh, 
never saw him live, but oh yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely insane, dude. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I was very lucky to get to see him um in the mid nineties and he and Valerie Kamensky helped me fall in love with hockey. They were the reasons why I was like, oh my gosh. And then Fedorov helped. Yeah. And that's where all my love of Russians and speed and skill kind of comes into it, right? And but but Pavel Bear, I mean the things that he did at high speed, holy smokes. Yeah, he was a different breed, especially in that time. I you know. I love the 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 one the, the little move he used to to make all the time where he would bust in on a breakaway and he'd put the puck off of his skate and he'd kick it yep. back to his blade. Yep. Just because Ugh. he could. It was just like, dude. <laughs> just it wasn't it wasn't so much that his skill level was outrageous. It was, but it was that he could do it at the speed he played at. Because you see, there's a lot of guys who are fast. And then there's a lot of guys who are really good. But the guys who combine the two, they're just so rare. And it's why I say McDavid, I think, is the singular greatest talent I've ever seen in person. Yep. He's jaw-dropping. But I was not going to put him on this list too soon. It's also partially why... McKinnon and Makar are going to be on this list in a decade. Yep. I, when we were talking about making these lists, I said, can I, you know, can I leave off Kale McCarr? I, because I love watching him play this much that I just want to put him in my top 10 right now. Yep. And the same thing with McKinnon, just getting to watch them play every night uh, as much as I love my job and I love what I do for a living. Like they make it extra special. they, they make it even better to to be as privileged as I am to to call this my living, you know, because they make going to work every day just an insane experience. Yep. They're unbelievable, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And can't wait for them to get back on the ice, but they're not on this list. And many of the players that we did put on this list are players that you can watch along with us, at least the Avs players. I'm sure we'll get into some of those Detroit games, maybe even some Dallas games as well. So I'm really looking forward to showing people that ha- that don't know how amazing some of these players are. And those that do know, maybe a nice little reminder. I'm sure I'll be clipping some of the goals and, and putting them on Twitter, things like that, even though I sadly won't be able to see any Peter Forsberg, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I guess we'll wrap this show up. AJ, any final thoughts here on, on some of the best players you've ever seen, ever seen? Um, really looking forward to the next generation. Yep. Because I think that this year's draft class is going to produce some guys that I really, really, really enjoy. You need to get over your byfield love. You know what? I, <laughs> you don't need to come at me sideways like that. <laughs> You don't need to do that. You no 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 no. All right. Well, on that note, we're gonna get out of here. As That's always, awesome. thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow and every weekday through all of this, and just hope you guys stick along for the ride. So we'll talk to you then. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician, where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have 
referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. When you need to work quickly and confidently across different apps and platforms, consistent quality communication is key. Whether you're writing documents, emails, or presentations, you need Grammarly. It's an AI writing partner that helps you get your work done faster with better writing. It's always there to help because it works where you work, across 500,000 apps and websites, so you can get more done no matter where you're writing. Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI, trusted by millions of professionals for 15 years. It gives you personalized writing suggestions based on your audience, goals, and context, plus tone suggestions to help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations. 96% of users agree Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done.